Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Saints Ready Podcast. My name is Jared DeGroff, and we are broadcasting from the beautiful Siena College in Loudonville, New York. This show is where we are interviewing Saints, past, present, and future, seeing where they got in their career, how they got there, what they've learned along the way, both good and the bad. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we dive deeper into the Saints Ready Podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Saints Ready. My name is Jared, and today we have Aaron in the studio. Aaron, what is happening? Staying busy. Staying busy. It's midterms. Midterms, papers. Papers and midterms. Any big spring break plans? Um... Gonna stay around here, but going to Florida in April, so okay. I'm gonna enjoy it now, and then count down the days till Florida. All right, maybe we won't get another snowstorm. It's only, it, it's a break on top of a break. That's true. It shouldn't be too bad. Well, anyway, we have a special guest with us today. Her name is Jenna Kirsten, and she is a younger alum. She graduated in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, and she also works back to college in the student, student academic advising office, right? Yes, the Student Academic Success and Engagement Office. Uh, I missed a couple Ooh. couple letters in there. but nice long one. <laughs> so how's it going? Yeah, things are going pretty well. You know, it's midterms for us as well. So that's <laughs> the, you know, everyone's kind of feeling it at the moment on campus. But sure. things little, are going well. A little bit of stress, a little bit of trying to figure it out, get it done. Mm-hmm. All right. Exactly. So uh, Saints Ready, you know, if you haven't listened to it yet, we kind of talk about everyone's stories. We see kind of where they were at, any life lessons, you know, kind of where you got to where you're at. And I think it's especially interesting. A lot of students coming out of Siena or any college for that matter don't necessarily know what they're doing and kind of that sense of undecidedness. And I know we spoke before this podcast even happened about your work with undecided students. So I thought this would be a really cool tie in and kind of elaborate on your work as well as your own experience. So maybe for the people who don't know what you do, what do you do here? So, um, again, as Jared mentioned, I work in the Student Academic Su- Success and Engagement Office, which I have trouble pronouncing periodically, <laughs> um, which we can also refer to as the SACE office, which is a little bit easier for others and myself. And basically, I work there as a student success advisor, working primarily with um, undecided students, and I have a lovely other student success advisor who works with me in the office. And we do, I think, a really great job of working with the undecided student population as a whole. You know, I think coming in undecided to college can be a kind of scary, overwhelming time because, you know, especially as you're getting introduced to everyone, you know, you're starting classes and people are like name, major, hometown. So to go and have to keep on saying, this is my name, I don't know what I'm doing, and this is where I'm from, I think can be a little bit overwhelming and can be hard, especially because I think in college, so much of our identities come from an association with a major at some point. So, you know, I like, I really enjoy working with students to help them kind of navigate that path of the indecision while also helping them kind of find an academic home at Siena. I think that's really important. And it's been really rewarding to see, you know, students' journeys, whether or not they have decided at this point. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I remember, so we also were Reds Life mm-hmm. compadres <laughs> back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, think of all the icebreakers we had to do mm-hmm. with introducing first year halls or, or new halls. And that was. Like, you're really grouped together. Yeah. If you're communications, if you're yeah. English, mm-hmm. that's your group. 
for the yeah. first week. And, <laughs> yeah. and that was yeah. that's basically it. I mean, you'd find other people in your hallway like, yeah, I'm also marketing. And like, oh, I'm marketing too. Maybe we have the same class. And then you're, mm-hmm. you know, instant best friends or something like that. You're looking for a connection on the first day. and mm-hmm. You're trying that's to. That's your golden ticket. So. Yeah. So that's interesting. So you, so what would you say then is the hardest part of, of navigating that undecided journey? I think, I think there's kind of two paths that can be really challenging, which is either having so many interests that you're like, I don't know where to land. You know, if, if you're kind of saying, I have so many things that I love to do, but I don't really know which of these is my is best suited to my like career path moving forward. I think that can be a really hard struggle for a lot of students. But I also think that, you know, sometimes in high school you're not necessarily exposed to all of the, you know, different fields and opportunities mm-hmm. that are available. Yeah. Um, and that can be really hard as well as, you know, if you're starting college and just being like, okay, I guess I can, you know, take all of these classes to figure out anything that I might want to do. But maybe I didn't really have anything in high school that I found really interesting. Maybe, you know, my classes were fine and I liked certain teachers more than I liked other teachers. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nothing really sparked my interest or caught my attention. So I think that can be really hard of especially as you're finding, you know, friends start to get on their paths a little bit. Sure. uh, A little bit more over the course of the first year. I think it can be hard to, you know, feel like maybe that you're like quote unquote behind. Yeah, right. especially if your friends are so dedicated exactly. to their major. Exactly, um, you know, or you're making friends and then, you know, everyone else is in a particular major and you're like, well, I would love to be that major, but I don't actually want any job that would come with that major or something <laughs> like that. Right, you know? the subject's interesting, but not necessarily like the career mm-hmm. path potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Jenna, how did you actually, so how did you get here? How, well, how was your journey after college lead you back to Siena? Well, that is a great question. <laughs> I could not have predicted this, I will say. Um, so when I was a student here, I got my degree in English, and then I studied international studies in German, because that is what I loved, and I wanted to kind of stick in that area. So after I graduated, I um, received a Fulbright grant to teach in Germany for a year, and I ended up extending my grant for a second year. So I worked in a German high school um, in the city of Felbert. Germany, which is in like the western bit um, between Essen and Dusseldorf. Um, and I just worked in this high school. We taught, um, I taught English classes, theater classes. Um, I briefly had like a little conversation with students in a geography class, which was interesting. interesting. <laughs> Trying yeah. to name the states? We, we were doing a, actually a discussion on um, like, de-urbanization in the Rust Belt area of the U.S. Oh, okay. It, it was really interesting. It's high-level <laughs> stuff for yeah, it was, geography. It was fun. It was a very interesting kind of conversation. I was like, all right, I'll just I'll, I'll just do it. I'll yeah, go with it. Cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so anyways, um, <laughs> I did that for a few years, and then I ended up moving back to the States, and I was, you know, kind of bopping around looking for what else – I was going to do. Ended up working um, as a legal assistant for a law office for a little bit, um, which I thought was really incredibly interesting. I was working there for the majority of the pandemic um, up until this point, and then I saw um, the job posting for um, the student success advisor position, and I read through it, and I just thought 
this sounds like something <laughs> I would really like and be good at. Yep. So I applied and here I am. Nice. And it's about what, two, almost two years? Since in this position? Yeah. Oh, no, just since August. Just since oh. August, not even a year yet. Not okay. even a year yet. Yeah. You guys are like in the same boat a little bit. Almost, yeah. yeah. I've been here for like seven weeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> just just like a just like a new but enjoying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's been a nice time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been exciting, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I would say my question that I wanted to ask you the most, kind of reverting what you said in high school and certain interests depending on certain things what would you say the biggest issue you've come up with when there's that stigma in high school you need to go in with a major what would you say the biggest issue you've had to deal with is kind of like revolving around academics and student Mm. life that is a good question (laughs) i mean i i think that there's this and i mean i think i definitely fell victim to this when i was younger as well but i do think that there's this assumption that at a certain point in time you have your life figured out and I think when you're in high school people are like okay you need to decide on a major by the time you go to college because that's the benchmark and that's when you start planning your life and then after college your life is set and then you just kind of coast you just go <laughs> you just kind of go <laughs> I think that that was a, like an assumption that I yeah I at least had in high school. I, I, yeah, it's I still a thing yeah yeah agree with that yeah so I think that the biggest stigma is or like kind of issue that occurs is the fact that it, it's just the assumption that you think at some point your life is going to be figured out yeah. whereas i know that's oh not what happens <laughs> so like by 21 you're ready to start your job yeah and that is it yeah you're, you started your job you're gonna find your dream job immediately right out of school you're gonna love every moment of every day it's gonna be the best you are never going to just like Never going to have a bad day. Never going to have a bad day. Yeah. You're never going to be like, hey, maybe this isn't the job for me, but this is the thing that pays my bills, so I can't quit right now. Yeah. You know, like, I think that there's this assumption that at some point just a light switch happens and your whole life is figured out. You're telling me that's not what happens? <laughs> I'm really sorry if this is the moment you're figuring it out, but I, I do have to say I, I don't think that's how it goes. No. I could be wrong, but... No, I think I'm wrong. I 100% think you're right because, well, I mean, I graduated with a job. I had an internship beforehand. I had the job. I worked a day after graduation. I just went to work like I normally would because I was still working there. And (laughs) I worked there for another, you know, six or seven months. It was in a marketing position, marketing and IT. And I thought it was great when I was there. It was good experience. It was um, it was a good experience. (laughs) And I learned a lot about what I wanted Versus what I found out that I really didn't want. But then after that, I mean, things have, I found out news today, which is exciting for me with changing a second job. And it's just, it's ever, it's ever changing, right? I mean, I was nervous coming into this position. I was Mm -hmm. six, seven years out of school and it's like, well, am I starting over? Am I doing marketing again? Like, am I going to be in touch with the skills that I remember from school? Do I need to know the skills from school? Like all those ideas swirled around as, you know, I got my job offer. And I think that happens so much more often, whether it's a job offer or, you know, figuring out your major or you you might love your major for a year, two years. But then two years come down the road and you finally get into some of those like hard hitting classes, the Bud V's, the Capstones. And you rethink like maybe I don't. You're scaring me right now. (laughs) But it's true, though. I mean, that that's usually sometimes unless it's like a clear definition i mean a friend of mine switched after freshman year so that's yeah. not like a huge detriment a lot of core classes get done maybe one or two kind mm-hmm. of one-offs 
don't matter. But I've had friends, I've had family that switched like five and six times. Yeah. It just unfortunately happens as you grow into what you're trying to figure out. And I will agree that when I was in high school, I'm sure, Jenna, when you were in high school too, that the counselors and the idea was you leave school, you got your major, your major goes to your job, happy ending, see you later. Mm-hmm. Or you go to more school and then happy ending, see you later. Exactly. Yeah, I think, and I mean, I would posit, I, I do think that, I've forgotten the exact exact statistic, but even if students do come in decided, like a very large amount of students end up changing Yeah. in some regard. Yeah. Um, and I mean, on that note, I will say I got my, my bachelor's in English um, and I loved every moment because reading is my favorite thing. <laughs> and then I graduated and I couldn't, I couldn't read for like almost a year afterwards because I just didn't enjoy it anymore. Yeah. You know, even just things for fun because I had done so much intense work yep. that afterwards, I was like, I need a little bit of a break. Thankfully, I found my way back. Yeah. But, you know, it took the, a minute. Yeah, it took a minute. And I think it's I think it's very normal for the, the things that we like to evolve and change over time. And yeah. I think that there can be a, a lot of pressure that we place on ourselves to that like, you know, this one choice needs to last forever. Right. And like you said about the hobbies, like mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that I and every other college student loves to do, but at the end of the day, you have to keep the things that you really love that you like as its own, mm-hmm. maybe just a hobby, just because you never know. I really wish that stigma was broken though, because when I had my, that classic meeting, you have your senior year with your guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. And she was like, you don't know what you want to do. It is senior year. And I, I was 17 years old. Right. I was like, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know, and thinking about that concept now is absolutely baffling to me. You thought it would have changed by now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking back, you know, that that's 12 years ago for me to be 17. And I'm like, I'm not surprised at all that I didn't know what I wanted to do. Or I'm not surprised that my ideas changed. So much stuff has happened in that time. I mean, an almost an entire, you know, doubling of your, your life at that point has happened. And to kind of be expected to be like, hey, you got to go to a specific school. If you want to do science, you got to go to a science school. And, you know, I don't want to say shoehorned in there, but kind of, kind of, sort of, you know, finding that way. I mean, when I mm-hmm. applied to schools, I think I applied to three different schools with three different majors. And it just so happened I came here. And maybe if I went to Skidmore, I would have played music. But who knows? <laughs> I really like that you did that. I, I was so... I picked communications, but in my mind, if I was going to college, it was only for communications. Yep. I'd love to see how that played out. If I was like, no, I'm going to do music at the school. I mean, I probably definitely wouldn't be here and I would be a starving <laughs> artist forever and ever or be a music teacher probably at some point. But yeah, it would have been different. Or I applied to another school, which was mechanical engineer. So oh. very different mindsets, very different tracks all across the board. And here was marketing and I graduated with marketing. So mm-hmm. totally different though. And, you know, I think it just shows that it's definitely okay to change. So how was that change for you then? So going from a teacher in Germany to back here, just doing some odds and ends in the law office until you mm-hmm. came here. So how was that change? Um, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if I'm romanticizing the past a little bit <laughs> in this regard, because I know for a fact that I found it incredibly stressful. Yeah. But it makes sense at this point. Okay. You know, I I don't know. I think of myself, as I think a lot of us think of ourselves, as someone with multifaceted interests and skills. 
Um, so I think, you know, at different points, I've just been tapping into different of those yeah. skills. So at no point was I very solidly like, this is like outside of the scope of who I am as a person or like my skill set or anything like that. It just allowed me to develop in different ways and talents. Um, sure. So I'm not entirely sure if that's answering your question. No, no. But, you know, I, you know, I think when I was teaching, I really, I really, really loved it. Um, and I thought like, wow, this is just such like a great gig to be able to just like work with these students and do the stuff all the time. You know, we were, um, you know, we, we put on all of these plays that I'd love to read out. Like, you know, the students were just like an absolute pleasure to work with. I was like, okay, I love working in education, but I'm not sure if I love like high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, but I had only ever really worked in education. So I was like, but I've also only ever been in school. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I want to take something outside of that, which is why I ended up wanting to private sector a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was I was doing that and I, I found it really interesting. It was very fun to get involved with like legal research and do some administrative stuff. Sure. Um, and it was it was really enjoyable. And then I saw this job and I thought, OK, you know what? I do miss working in education. Sure. And this is a really nice balance for me of working with students and working in an educational capacity without, you know, being in front of the classroom all day sure. long. That's um, a really nice balance that I think works really nicely. And I can, you know, and I think that helps me a lot as I'm working with undecided students right now because I've had experience in so many different sectors. And, you know, with working with the law, it's so broad, it touches on so many other fields sure. that, you know, I've gotten a good amount of experience just in a couple of years, in a different, a couple of different sectors. I really like how you worded romanticizing your past because I don't even know if that's necessarily what I was thinking. But when you said romanticizing your past, it kind of made me realize that if you can look back with such happiness and not even no remorse, but you only see remember the happy things. I feel like that's a huge factor that you did what you wanted to do in life. And like you said, you have so much range from traveling to all this experience that this job is fitting for your time in your life right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a huge part of just your experience and you're very accepting, like maybe I'm not done from here, maybe I'll mm -hmm. switch again. But the fact that you're living in the moment is I feel like a huge thing for people to actually accept and do, you know what I mean? Especially in college life. <laughs> I mean, it is incredibly hard. And I don't know, the thing I always kind of talk to students about is a piece of advice that I got when I was in college from someone very, very smart, but I've forgotten who they are. <laughs> so sorry smart about that um, helpful stranger. But um, I was told, you know, the purpose of college is not to, like, decide your whole life. It's just to put yourself in a position to make good choices later. And I yeah. think that, you know, and I'm sure you did this as well, Jared, but I've just, like, when I was in college, I was so focused on trying to get every opportunity possible. Yeah. I so and I and I did and I found it like really enriching but kind of getting to a point where you're like okay now I can take measured steps right. I can do what I want to do that works for me at this point in time yep um yeah it's yeah it it was a lot of that I mean in the very beginning you know in the first couple of years I mean I got involved in res life my sophomore year so freshman year I got done and I applied for RA and I was ARA for my first semester and then and then placed like I got involved there I had a work study job with the basketball team so I 
I was doing on-court promotions for them, which was really cool. So I got to experience all the games, and that made me think, well, maybe sports marketing or something like that is is interesting enough for me. But you know, it came down to I wasn't interested in the sports aspect enough of it to to be a diehard like sports marketing person. And uh, I love the games, but just didn't have it in me to do. And then you know, Res Life was great. I really enjoyed working with students and kind of being able to to help guide them a little bit or even bestow whatever wisdom I had found at that age and help them maybe make a better decision, hopefully, uh, in what they were doing. But yeah, I mean, by junior year, I had an internship. And like you said, I was a little more locked down on what I was doing. I kind of pulled back from some of the other stuff I was doing and put more into the internship. And I mean, it obviously succeeded. I left with the job, which was 100% the goal of the of the internship. But yeah, I was way more focused. I took class, I went to work, and that was essentially it at that point. And my extracurriculars were not as much. I mean, I enjoyed, mm-hmm. you know, being around campus, being outside here, using the the Mac and the gym. And my last couple of years, I really didn't as much because I had so much other stuff going on. But then again, in your classes, that's also what they were, at least the business classes, were pushing for, you know, that experiential learning. Take the internship, try to get involved with a company, you know, do that stuff. So I had a, a boss at the time who I worked at all crazy hours because I'd get emails at 9 p.m. and stuff had to get done. So I would try my best to do it. But then as you leave, you I think one of the biggest lessons that I learned is that you got to try to then find back what made you happy in the sense of outside of the workplace. Mm-hmm. You know, those, whether it was a hobby or an activity, that, I mean, that's why I'm a personal trainer. It's not necessarily that I'm going to make a career out of it. It's not necessarily that it's, you know, it's my, my only thing I do, but I find it fulfilling and it's an outlet comparatively to when I was in construction all the time and didn't have much of an outlet. Things have changed a little bit since I've been at Siena again, but yeah, that's literally why I did it. I took a passion I liked. I found a way to somewhat monetize it and still have a good time doing it. And I think that's hard for some people because they get so focused on, especially some of my friends that were in finance and accounting, like, oh, I got to go to KPMG and I got to go to ACO and that's it. And I mean, a friend of mine, I think this past year, just realized that that wasn't what she wanted to do. And she ended up working for the state. Still an accounting role, mm-hmm. but I found out that it wasn't exactly the way she wanted to go. And, you know, I think I think that takes a, a lot of learning to be able to kind of take that objective step backwards and kind of look at that picture and see what you really want to do and what those goals really are. So... Yeah, college is a little different like that. I mean, learned a lot. Yeah. Definitely yeah. learned a lot. Uh, res life, you know, res life taught a lot of different lessons. And, oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, you think, so one of your life, I guess one of the biggest lessons was from that unnamed advice giver mm-hmm. about getting, getting you prepared. But what? how about something that you've learned over your years outside of Siena? Anything striking? You stole my question. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Let's see. Um... Well, let's see. Well, I can tell you something that um, this was a very nice moment, actually. When um, so I spent the entirety of the time when I was working at the law office, I was like, I don't know, maybe I want to go into law, maybe I'll do something like this. Um, and I kind of started realizing that that was not specifically for me. But I had a wonderful, like, a wonderful boss, like, a wonderful group of mentors that were all working there. And I really, really enjoyed working with them. I was really sad. I mean, I was incredibly happy to get this job, but I was very sad when I had to let them know that I I would be leaving. Um, And I was speaking with my boss at the time, 
uh, about getting this job and all sorts of things like that. And he is also an alum, so he, you know, was very excited I would be moving to Siena. But he um, said to me, he said, you know, Jenna, I think it's really interesting that you're going to start working with undecided students when you're so undecided about your own life. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, no. And But, like, you know, it was very sweet and as a joke, and we'd had tons of conversations about it in the past, so it was was a very fitting end to that that time in my life. Yeah. But I just, I don't know, I, I felt a lot of solace in that, actually, of just saying, like, you know, you can keep on going and keep on making choices sure. without having all the answers. And I, I'm i really fortunate, I think, that I can work with students in this capacity because it's something I identify with so much. It, you know, maybe it wasn't the case in the major sort of choice, but, you know, like, in jobs, maybe. In jobs, absolutely. And just, you know, getting to the point where you're working on building your decision-making skills right. is such an important thing because, you know, the choice of where to go to college is a really big choice. Sure. Then the major choice is a big choice. And then you're just going to keep on having large choices yeah. for the entirety of your life. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. like, you know, some developing some self-awareness about how you make choices and how to do that is, is really important. And that, and also the ability to let go of the outcomes is something that I, I've really learned from yeah. that of just sounds so like, I don't know, quaint and silly, but it's just so important. Um, and something I struggle with a lot. Like if any of my friends listen to this, they're just going to laugh. <laughs> You'll have to share it with them so they do listen. <laughs> I, I, I definitely will, but they will laugh yeah. at me. It will be deserved. I mean, wouldn't it make the most sense if, say, you know, you kind of had a, a somewhat undecided path, maybe outside of school, that you mm-hmm. now are? Like, isn't that like the universe saying that's kind of where you yep. were meant to be, quote unquote, because yep. you yourself went through the same things? Oh, yeah. Yep. It has not been subtle. <laughs> In your face. Incredibly about. loud messages. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Yeah, but I think that's great though, because then you can actually relate rather than someone who's like, I, you know, woke up today and then be, you know, a social worker or, mm-hmm. or a doctor or anything, anything yeah. like that that requires so much dedication and time, not that other careers don't either. But you've been there. And, you know, one of the skills that we've always learned here was, you know, trying to empathize and help people through, you know, a sharing of stories and things like that. Because common experiences can sometimes bring people together and you can find the roots to, you know, what may be going on and help them figure it out too. So I think it's kind of a beautiful, um, you know, full circle moment that someone that may not have been as decided as others now gets to help students in the same shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's been pretty nice. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> Aaron? Well, I was going to ask this question, but I feel like we could dive deeper into it, so I'll, I'll, I will ask it. Um, you were saying when um, Jared asked the question, like things that you've learned, and you were saying like light struggles, just to remind everyone that you're human, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, what is something you say, like you would say that you'd struggle with now, but you're okay with struggling it because you're handling it like one step at a time? Ooh. That is a great question. I'm asking two great questions. <laughs> You're doing so well. Good job. We're all so proud. Good job. Thank you. Um, let's see. Something I'm struggling with now. Doesn't have to be too deep. I know. Maybe you're like... I'm like, you know, I think something I've been interested in figuring out right now is where, you know, like where... I think I've switched career fields a lot and in very distinct ways 
And I think they're connected by the fact that I'm interested in all of them. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, you know, developing like expertise in any particular field, I haven't even settled entirely on which area to develop expertise in. Of course. So I think trying to figure that out is what I'm trying to figure out right now. Um, Because I find, I don't know, I think at this point I would really love to go deep in one area. And I would like to make sure I land in the place where I'm meant to be, which I'm fairly confident will happen. I do believe that that is something you end up being in the place where you need to be. So I think just kind of figuring out exactly where that expertise should be developed is what I, I want to figure out. You know, maybe it maybe it is a generational thing because I said that I think even in my interview here that I've always felt like a jack of all trades but a master of none. And I've used that. Wow, I like that. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I similar to you, like I've done a bunch of different stuff. I played music when I was here. I played sports when I was in high school. I did competitive archery and shooting at a time um, so cool <laughs> like i the, the amount i did of stuff not know that did, one <laughs> yeah it's new We're learning stuff every day um <laughs> i mean i learned carpentry and remodeled you know my my first home like so much very very different stuff i have the marketing side i have you know I, for a real hot second i tried doing twitch and youtube like mm-hmm. been there's been so many different aspects which similar to yours have really not been connected other than the fact that i enjoy doing them yeah and I think one of the things I struggle with most, especially I'm creeping up to 30, the dirty 30, um, <laughs> I don't necessarily, like you, I don't know which one I want to pick and really pick mm-hmm. and, and spend some significant time on. Yeah. You know, it's in high school that was music and, and I played music a ton, but is that something I want to do now? I'm not sure. I could, but I don't necessarily know. And I think similar to you, it takes a minute to kind of think about what, you're going to dive is it going to be education i mean i uh thinking about getting a master's like is that something that i that i want to do now and um it's a lot there's a lot of choices especially mm-hmm. if you're interested in a lot of different things yeah no i've basically at this point this might sound really silly but about every six months i create a venn diagram of all of my interests a new vision board if you will it's not even a vision board it's (laughs) on like the back of a sheet of paper that i got in the mail usually um but it'll just be you know being like okay i like this thing right where is this overlapping with the other things that i like and i can see them coming together more often like i'm okay like in time i'm seeing patterns down i'm like i've got the same interests. i'm just connecting them better which has been a really cool thing to happen over time but I just, I don't think I'm ever going to get to, like, a circle. No. And I don't think that's I think fun. it's scary, no. too, because, like you were saying earlier, you deal with undecided um, students coming in. And, like you said, it's a very scary thing being like, oh, you have to pick eventually. And now, in a way, you're kind of going through that all over again. But this time, no one's telling you. Right. So mm-hmm. it's all on your own. Not saying that you te- like need guidance because you guys are adults. I have full trust in both of you. <laughs> But I'm saying more than some. it's probably more subconsciously scary than you probably would ever think. It's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's not subconscious. No, it's it, just terrifying. No, it's, it's terrifying. It Absolutely. I mean, e- even today, I, I like settled some things to, to have an opportunity coming my way, which is super exciting. And as soon as I figured out the opportunity, I was like, oh, shoot, I have to do like X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. 
to stop the other thing from from continuing. It's like, oh, now I have all this anxiety. Now I got to talk to this person. And <laughs> but that's like how it is every time. I mean, even as hard as it was. So before here, I worked with my father. I was at a family business. I had more anxiety about telling him that I was a, attempting to change careers than leaving the job ever. I would I would mm-hmm. switch the job because it was more it made more sense to me every single every chance I would have. But talking to him, I just walked into the office and I just I cried. I was like, I don't know what to do. This is what's happening. I got a job offer. And mm-hmm. I just just like spit it out a word salad everywhere. And was it better? Did it go better than you thought it would? It did go better than I thought. And I think I think only because, you know, he understood in a way that I had, again, all these things that I've tried to do and that I could actually try to do them. And it'd be a catalyst for that comparatively to just going on a whim or or something that may or may not. Like if I told him I was going to quit and be a Twitch streamer, like that might not as go as smoothly. But um, no, it, it did. But the amount of anxiety and, and stress that led up to that was insurmountable. Mm-hmm. And... I think that happens a lot. I see it in our generation a ton. I see, you know, friends, colleagues, classmates that, you know, that's the hardest part isn't the necessarily the switch. It's like the aftermath. Yeah. So, and if there's anything to say about it is that it is all right. I mean, it does work out. Mm-hmm. I'd say the world works in mysterious ways, you know, and like you said, that you kind of end up where you're supposed to be, you know, maybe you're undecidedness will help inspire a generation of people finding out what they want to do or have a better idea at least yeah and maybe in turn they will help you figure out what you want to do wow works both ways (laughs) you know one of those students teaching the teacher sort of sort of mentality but stranger things Mm -hmm. so well so usually towards the end unless aaron has any other follow-up questions i have I have one serious question Absolutely. and one fun question. Okay. Okay. Um, I would say, like he said, since we're closer to the end, with what you know now, no anxiety, ditching the last part of the podcast for a second, we're back to confident. What would you want listeners from this podcast to take away? Like, what's what's your message based on your experience? Could be anything. Could have to do with your experience. Could have to do with what you're doing now. What is something you feel the need to share with the listeners right this now. Is like Maury's final thoughts. I know. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. um, so what I think is really important is, you know, I think it's something that uh, Jared was mentioning earlier as well, is just, you know, while you're here at Siena, even if you don't know what's going on, you, you know, for your future, whether you have a major declared or you don't have a major declared, just try everything. You know, yeah. I tried so many things as a college student, like maybe once. Yeah. And then was like, okay, I'm not going to pursue you this. You did anymore. a lot at Siena. I have it written down. <laughs> oh my goodness. I did a lot. I did too much. There was one semester I slept two hours a night. I don't recommend that. My hands got well. tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but I, I tried a lot of things and I found that both personally incredibly enriching and also did help me narrow down certain things moving forward. Yeah. Um, in like very practical ways, but I also feel like I am, I hope this is all right to say, a more interesting person now because I've had a bunch of very interesting experiences. Sure, of course. You know, so regardless of whether or not 
you know, something leads to, um, like, a career path or a connection you're supposed to, to make. It yeah. doesn't always have to. I mean, I live generally by the rule that everything always ends up either good or it, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. that's um, true. I don't think that's actually true for everything, but oftentimes a lot of things can be either good or end up right. funny at some point. But um, I don't know. So that that's my uh, my little word salad. The, the spark notes for the moment. Spark. Yeah. Spark notes. <laughs> Final statement. Well, with the story, my last question, I promise. Okay. This is fun. It can go back to RA life because you said we'd come back to it. Or if you don't, got to do the marketing. What is your favorite Sienna memory? Something you look back at all the time and laugh, smile, Let's see. So shed my, a tear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, lots of tears. I don't know if that would be a favorite one or not. <laughs> yeah. That, that just might be a one. <laughs> Let's see. So my favorite Sienna memory is like maybe less a particular moment and more of just like an emotional space that I feel if I'm, if I'm allowed. So my group of friends from my first year, so like my roommates at the time and a couple of people who lived on the hallway adjacent to us, um, by the time we got to our senior year, we were all still really good friends. A couple other people had like kind of joined over time and we had a group chat that was just called dinner question mark <laughs> um, because, you know, we saw each other so often the group chat was only used of someone saying dinner, dinner? question mark. Nice. <laughs> just, you know, if you just scroll back through it, it's just only questions about food. <laughs> um, What's on the menu? <laughs> it, yeah. Um, and we would always go at like 4.30. Early dinner. Because... We wanted to get there and get food when it was immediately hot and before everyone else. Yeah, that's right. Um, and get a table before it got really busy. So usually like two people would get the table at 4.30 and people would start filtering in over the course of the next hour. Yep. Oh my gosh. Um, Playing the long game in Longstrom. Oh yeah, we, we had a great time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we still have a group chat with yep. the title dinner question mark and they're still some of my best friends. So awesome. that that memory is probably one it of goes the off. Stories. You have a little flashback each time. Oh yeah, it's just like we got to get this place. That's you right. used to do the long tables by um, the windows facing okay. the quad. That was our yeah. spot. And if Those someone nice. else was there, it was like Mean Girls, and you just kicked them out. We would go someplace <laughs> else, but we'd be sad about it. <laughs> we we'd look at them <laughs> angry. <laughs> we'd give them the eyes until they left, and then we take the table. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But yeah. So our last question, uh, which we've been doing, is we give the guest a couple minutes to say what's going on with them, their world, anything they want to share, or anything they want to talk about. So the floor is yours, Jenna. Anything. Maybe even a hobby. I have the whole floor. The whole floor. All of this beautiful Wow. (laughs) Such nice carpeting to have all to myself. Um, Let's see. So... Undecided... uh, major uh workshop was today right how did yeah. that go oh it was fantastic we got a pretty good amount of attendance we're working on getting summer internships for undecided students to help them decide great um which i think is a really awesome you know way that our offices have been kind of working together to really yeah. support our undecided students i'm really excited about that i hope that will be really useful and i am also hoping that for anyone who was not able to come to the workshop to definitely get in contact with either the SACE office or with the Career Internship Center to see about setting something up regardless because it will be helpful regardless of whether or not you're at the workshop. But it Absolutely. was 
a fun time. Courtney did a great job. Good. Yeah, Courtney's, Courtney's a great presenter. So. Mm-hmm. so they were in good hands. Excellent hands. Well, that's awesome. Well, everyone, again, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you learned a little bit something new about Jenna or the SACE office or even just about being undecided in life or decisions or careers, anything like that. And, you know, I think the a good moral of the story is that it was definitely going to be all right. It's okay. And, and it works It'll work out. out. It does. It, it works out in weird ways usually. But anyway, thanks again, and we hope you listen to the next one. See you later.